You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha It kind of fell right. Yeah, because you're getting flashbacks from the earlier show. Huh? No, sir. Come on, come on. That is a disgusting ass. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. All right, Leo. That's enough. You be kind of Perfect cutaway to Sam just going like, what the hell? <laughs> all right. Well, What's if you're up? listening to us or watch us live on Facebook, all right, that was our old intro. We decided to bring it back just for this time being since we're doing the show like this. But I am just truly the heel, the seal, the deal, the villain, the stage, the anti-hero, the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R, and our third man from Suplex City, bitch. Yo, what's good? It's time to get a popping like Joe Exotic in oh a tiger cage. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. And he said he was going to change it up. He so said he was going to change if it up. We were in, if, Sam, if I was in studio right oh. now, man, the drops you would get, oh, my God, that was terrible. I'm I got to take advantage of this time, yo. I got to take advantage of it. Because you, you're a culture vulture, bro. You, you better write something <laughs> new. A white trash culture vulture? No. <laughs> Culture Vulture in general. Yo, this song is hot. Bro, that sounds like bubblegum rap. Nah, man. Nah, man. He likes the I refuse, I refuse to be old. Well, you are old. Just by saying that, that already <laughs> defines that you're old, bro. Hey, Mario, how do you know I'm you're not out of touch. I'm not out of touch. <laughs> okay, Sam. Whatever you say. Damn. Hey, Mario, how do you know if you're washed? <laughs> I'm not out of touch, and I need to stay with the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm staying with the time, man. I got, it's I got to stay hip. I got to stay cool, man. Stay but hip. trust me, bro, don't try because you're not hip at all, brother. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Before we start, uh, let's continue the trend going from last week. Hashtag is Red Blue time. What's up, Leo? What's going on over here? Uh, what up to Jose Gonzalez and the Ricans of Wrestling? What up to Jessica Hoffman, Chris Wren. Chris Wren is having a really bad week. He just wants everything to go back to wrestling. I think we all do, right? But uh, we still got to stay indoors. Hey, Leo, why do you sound so low? Um, I sound fine. Maybe put the I volume. I sound perfectly fine. I sound you a little bit cloudy. A little bit cloudy. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds fine on this side. Let me check it on the other okay. side. Okay, keep going. Dale. Um, Sam, how you hanging out, bro? I'm good, man. Um, I'm getting through all the video games that I have, so I might have to download some Doom Eternal coming up next week uh-huh. uh, because uh, I'm getting a little little bit of the cabin fever. I keep doing the same thing, keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, I got to switch it up a little bit next week. Other than that, catching up on wrestling. Wrestling. And just, yeah, wrestling. And uh, just, you know, keeping it cool, man. Watching movies with the kids and stuff like that. Watching movies right. with the wife. So this is a wrestling podcast, so I think we should need to start talking about wrestling. So we got some interesting changes uh, this week for WrestleMania. Uh, Roman Reigns is out, uh, rightfully so. He's a cancer survivor, mm-hmm. uh, leukemia survivor, and he's uh, more vulnerable than kind of all three of us put together because he's a cancer survivor. Yeah. And uh, he decided to do the right thing and pull out for Mania, Corona Mania, whatever you want to call it. Um, he decided to pull out from it, and Braun Strowman's going to take his place. I find this very interesting, not the direction that they went with Braun Strowman because I think they made the right call, but I find this very interesting just based on kind of the backlash that he got last week. And now he gets like another kind of golden ticket to like a main event slot. Uh, let's start with you, Sam. What's your thoughts on this whole, uh, this whole, at least this part of the, of uh, the changes, you know, there, there's been some other changes, but we'll start with the Roman subject. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I feel like um, it's unfortunate because I feel like this could have been the final Finally, this is what that we're building for Roman. This is finally going to be his crowning achievement because if you look back, besides that match with Triple H, he really hasn't gotten his way at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? So I feel like I, it's unfortunate, but I'm not upset about it. You know, he's got to do what's best for his health. And to be honest with you, they got, they should have pulled the trigger on Braun Strowman months ago, maybe a year that, ago. That, nah, two years ago when he was feuding with Roman. When they were cheering for Braun and booing Roman. Right, right, mm-hmm. exactly. So I don't know exactly how the fan base is going to take it. Me personally, I don't mind it. Maybe when we start getting, you know, arenas full of people again, you'll see a positive reaction for Braun because he's the one that took the title off Goldberg. And who's, who knows? Maybe they keep the title on Goldberg for another month and a half, two months. Maybe that's where they're going with this. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they wind up, um, you know, making Roman – the champ down the line when we actually uh, get over, you know, the, the spike of this whole virus thing. So uh, I don't mind it. You know, we got to take what we get right now and, and not really complain, to be honest with you, because WWE is still moving and, you know, everybody else is at a, a standstill, you know, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, we're not getting any other content from anybody else. So I'm, I'm okay with it. man. I'm okay with it. Leo, you got any opinions on the whole change with Roman pulling out and Braun getting in? Why put Roman? I mean, why why put Braun? Why don't you put like somebody else? Like I I feel again like what you said before to you know to your point, it, it does feel like he's getting a, a golden ticket, if you will. Uh, and by the way, uh, I did put the volume up uh, for Richard Beecher. Um, but it just feels like you're giving it to him. He's gonna get the title, and you're still gonna have that negative. Uh, uh, feeling towards the title because nobody wants it on, on him either right now with everything that's going on. Um, I, I, I just want to point out, and I'm not saying you're <clears throat> you're wrong at all, yeah. Leo. I just want to point out to like everybody that uh, is kind of complaining about all these changes, and I, I've seen this other thing online too, like, oh, this is the worst book WrestleMania that they've been doing. The second that we got like this whole coronavirus gimmick, this changed the game of, with everything. Of course. So a lot of plans that were supposed to happen, they're getting changes. They they're doing they're working with what they got and they're doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. Not, that doesn't necessarily mean that what they're giving us is good, but they're doing the best but they they're can. But they're giving you something. Want, exactly. And I just yeah. want to point out 
in history, this WrestleMania is going to have an asterisk on it. No matter yeah. who wins at WrestleMania, it's going to have an asterisk on it. I want people to understand that. Also, don't be surprised if guys like Lesnar and Goldberg still retain. So somewhere down the line, when this shit is over, the right opponent actually gets the rub and gets the big win. Now, now don't be surprised with that. We talked about it last week uh, where, you know what, they were talking about canceling it and this and that, which that's what it looks like. Because if they didn't record this week, I don't think they'll be able to they, record they, next week. They record WrestleMania this week. So, but what if you don't call it WrestleMania? What if what I if mean, you? I'm, I, well, we talked about that. Like, yeah, I, I was in. I was. If it was me, if I was running the ship, I would be like, "Let's get them two nights of wrestling. Call it something completely different." Mm -hmm. And whether it's in June, give a real proper WrestleMania, or maybe we don't get a WrestleMania, and then we get something like a Super SummerSlam in August. Yeah. You no, know, like I, I, we give us big matches there. But but that's the thing. Like, where are you gonna take this to? You know what I mean? Like, okay, you're because right now everything's recorded through April fifth, if you will, right? Supposedly, because then they get week after Mania. Yeah, they can still do the build up, whatever it is. But now, when when you're looking at it, everything that happened yesterday on SmackDown is a is a direct result of people pulling out, people not being able to make it. So. Uh, as of right now, again, like you said, Mario, it is going to have an asterisk, but I don't want to watch it. And and <laughs> no, 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 but, but this is what I mean. No, hold on. I have the network, and if it's on, I'll put it on or whatever, right? But you have people that have Xfinity who has the pay-per-view available, and they are, they're asking for $40 for the first night and 60 for the second night. I am not about to spend $100 on, on a... On a shit show, basically. I, I I understand that, Leo, but you gotta understand too. There's no sports. There's no nothing. You know what I'm so saying? you like, would so pay the hundred dollars? I'm not paying for shit because I got the network. No, I know, but I'm saying like put put yourself in the that person's shoes that doesn't have the network but wants to watch some sports. Trust me, there's marks that will pay that money to do it. Sam. Yep. Yeah, um, there's definitely people out there that will pay that. Me personally, no, not so much. I'm on, I'm on Leo's uh, side with that, man. I, I definitely would not pay 100 bucks to, to watch it. But um, I think it's a little too late to change the name of WrestleMania. We're, we're pretty close to the date now. They already have it in the can. They, they got it taped and everything like that. And, um, you know, I think we just, you know, we got to get through this and then we'll see where the storylines go. Maybe they pause the storylines. After, uh, you know, the Raw after mm -hmm. um, WrestleMania or SmackDown, they give us some recycled content after that. And then once this virus is done, we get back to, you know, where we left off. I think that's a perfect way to, to reboot the season, if you will. Um, you know, usually if you, you know, look at Xfinity or whatever, the new season starts after WrestleMania. Um, so, you know what I mean? They could do that. That's an option. Knowing Vince, he probably won't. He's probably going to try and get as many shows in the can as he, as he can, uh, uh, you know, until Florida says absolutely not, you know what I mean? But I'm not upset about it. You know, it's, it's content. It's new. It's, it's getting put out there, you know, and I think they made some, some good changes to the card where you're not going to see an empty arena with the, the Bray Wyatt, John Cena match. You're not going to see an empty arena for the Undertaker AJ Styles match. Mm -hmm. So they're trying. It's going to be campy. It's going to be very 80s, early 90s. And you know what? I'm not upset about it because I love that era of wrestling. And I can just sit back and laugh. I mean, you can't sit there and complain 
about WWE if you're watching NWA Power. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they're going to give you a boneyard match, and then the next on the next YouTube show, they got a guy uh, uh, called the Question Mark. You know what I mean? We can't be hypocritical here. So I was going a little bit more left, and I wasn't even saying that they were going to give us more than an NWA feel of a show. I was thinking more like they're going to give us like Lucha Underground, where in Lucha Underground, they would kill people off with the vignettes. And shout out to Glenn. He was actually supposed to join us on today's show, but he can't. So we got a rain check with him. But um, he was he mentioned like they should shoot WrestleMania like a movie. Good thing he didn't pause. Right. <laughs> they should shoot. <laughs> Get it? Okay, sorry. Sorry. Keep going. Like a movie. They should shoot WrestleMania like a movie. Like, uh-huh. remember in Lucha Underground how they would do, like, fast stage vignettes, how it would be shot like a movie? Yeah. And sometimes you would get, like, brawls and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of a playback. You remember WrestleMania 19 when they were in Seattle and they came out with WrestleMania the movie where yeah. they showed stuff backstage and they also showed parts of the matches, but it was, like, shot like a movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And they did stuff like that for this WrestleMania. I feel like while you ha- you'll always have people complain, but at least there's something they're giving us something different, you know. I think we're right now we can't really bash WWE because they're working with what they got and they're giving us something. We can't blame them. We can't complain about that. That's why I don't understand the people that are saying like, "Oh, this is the worst WrestleMania ever." Booked. Like, come on, dude. Look, yeah. we we got hit with this coronavirus. It's affecting everyone, the whole world. At right. least they're giving us new products. No, right. I, but but that's the thing, and you say it all the time. People that are going to bitch and moan, they're going to bitch and moan no matter what. So you have that there. Uh, Frankie, a friend of the show, is saying, I think WWE announced that the network is going to be free. But it's still, there's still, again, Xfinity and other places that have WrestleMania or whatever you want to call it, uh, Ronamania maybe, um, that they have it for you to buy it. Again, uh, I would not spend that money on it, but... But you're right. It's something new. It's something to watch, you know, uh, and I think all of us have been waiting, even though we know what it's going to be, to watch the SmackDown, to watch, you know, whatever raw product they might give us. Um, you have Chris Wren. He's kind of asking another question that uh, does have to do with wrestling. He's saying that we we'll watch. We'll talk about that. We'll talk, we'll talk about that. You have that. Okay. I got it in the notes. Don't worry. Let's go. Uh, Summer Mania could be called. Boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so. With all these reports coming out, with all these changes that are happening for WrestleMania, there's some conflicting reports about The Miz. Apparently, Miz got some heat because he showed up to work. Some people are saying that he was sick. Other people are saying that he had, like, a slight cold. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, a part of the reason why Roman ended up pulling out. So if you watch SmackDown this week, they announced that the, the tag team title, uh, title match for uh, the SmackDown titles was going to end up being a ladder match between the Usos, the New Day, and Miz and Morrison. Mm-hmm. Apparently now... Uh, New Day, I think, pulled out. And now, keep in mind, for the tag titles at WrestleMania, it's going to be a one-on-one match between The Miz and one of the Usos. But really? isn't The Miz sick? Isn't that yeah. the, so you're still going to have The Miz wrestle. Why don't you have Morrison no, 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 Miz, no. Miz is not wrestling. Ah, Morrison. It's going to be more. And for that, I'm like, take Miz out. Just have Morrison defend the titles alone against, you know. Yeah, handicap match. New Day. So it's, it's Morrison versus one of the Usos. Yes, for the tag titles. One of the Usos. Now keep in mind, these are all conflicting reports because yeah. PW Insider is reporting one thing, the Wrestling Observer reporting another thing. All these different news outlets are reporting different versions of this story. Keep in mind, WWE are doing the smart thing and keeping it tight to the hip because yeah. they don't want 
uh, what's it called? Spoilers to go out. Right. They're saying that Morrison versus Jay Uso, which is, I think that's what you're going to have anyway, but you know you're going to have Jimmy come down. Come on. Just saying. So, we, yes, because Sam, Sam looks confused right now. Yeah. It's yeah, Morrison, that's Morrison weird. versus one of the Usos for the tag title. Yeah, yeah remember. This is very well, weird. Sam, this one is plus a... one is two. One plus one yeah. is two. <laughs> Shut up, yeah. Shut up, no, this... no, but but again, like, why are you gonna have the tag titles defended? Like, I don't think this ever happened, right? That I could think of. The only close thing that I can remember of this happening was Nicholas. I believe, <laughs> I believe it's. I believe it was TLC four. Uh-huh. So live from Las Vegas, Kane and the Hurricane were the tag champions, but Hurricane got attacked, so Kane had to defend the tag titles against. Jeff Hardy and RVD, uh, Spike Dudley and Bubba Ray, and Christian and Jericho. So Kane was in there alone, okay. and he ended up winning the match. So that's the closest thing I could remember. Okay, but but you could have still had it the same way again. Have Morrison, yeah, yeah, Mor- Morrison go in there alone. Wow. Yeah, and then you could, you know, break them up at like saying that you left them high and dry or something like that. Make some kind of storyline out of it. Um, I was, yeah, I am a little confused about it. Uh, I. I'm not going to sit here and, and because like you're saying all these different conflicting reports and uh, WWE hasn't said anything yet about it because they're, they're trying to keep their, their tapings as close to the hip as possible, which, which is smart. Um, to be honest with you, like I said, we, at this point, it, it's not normal circumstances. We got to take what we get and, you know, it's going to be a weird fucking show, man. It's going to be strange. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, the and, day WrestleMania know, changed. <laughs> right. I mean, we've had changes before with WrestleMania when they've had crowds. You know, they've cut the 10-man tag match out of WrestleMania 10. Um, you know, Undertaker went in there uh, in a handicap match when it was supposed to be a tag match at WrestleMania 19. That was, um, and that was actually a good call because Nathan Jones was terrible. Yeah. 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 I, he had a great look, but he wasn't. He threw one move that kicked was great and i think he actually took a couple heads off with it so he was a little unsafe but so um, it wasn't so it wasn't that good no, <laughs> no, no it wasn't that good. oh shit i'm sorry guys oh. that's my my i gotta take my pill um <laughs> this is a guy that wants to keep in mind this is a guy that says he's not old yes. Hello. <laughs> I, I have little health issues it's all good man but you know it is what it is but anyway where was i this isn't the first time we've had changes to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. All right. So under the circumstances, it is what is it what it is what it is. And then maybe we could see what the Usos, whether it's Jimmy or Jay, look like in a in a singles match, you know, on the on the biggest stage, you know what I mean? But um it, it's confusing. It is confusing because <laughs> you got all these different reports coming out. So mm-hmm. you know. All right. So talking about changes and speaking of the tag division over in Raw. We got this past week that Andrade and Angel Garza was going to challenge the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Titles. Mm-hmm. Right. Apparently, during his match this week, Andrade hurt himself. He got some type of rib injury, so now he's gone. He Jesus hurt himself. So now Austin Theory is getting called up from NXT, and now he's going to take his place. So it'll be Austin Theory and Angel Garza versus the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Titles. On WrestleMania. If you want to call it that, yeah, Sam, WrestleMania. Half a, <laughs> well, half, half a I'm, ha- I'm happy for Austin Theory, man. He, he's a great talent, but you know it's unfortunate that there's no crowd. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not mad at it. It just sucks for uh, 
you know, Andrade because he continuously is winding up in these kind of situations, whether he's failing mm-hmm. drug test, he's getting injured. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not a good look for him. So I would say don't be surprised if they, they take that U.S. title off him when he gets uh, healthy or, or if they just strip it off him and do some kind of uh, six-pack challenge for it. Or, or That's probably too many people to be in the ring at the same time right now. Yeah, they can't have more than 10. I'm still on the light. Go ahead. Let me ask you here in the dark. It's terrible. 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 All right, so let me ask you guys this, because with all the changes that we're getting, and even before that, like, I remember us talking on the podcast how we weren't, like, hyped with the whole Goldberg and Roman match, but with all these changes are we're getting, I don't think anybody should really be mad. They're just working with what they got. Like, even no. as a viewer, since I'm not going to Mania, right, none of, none of us could go to Mania. We're all going to be watching it from home if we do decide to watch it. Uh, we're going to watch it, it. Just not pay course. for it. We're just not going to pay for it. <laughs> but when we're watching it, it's like, can we get mad at anything they're giving us? Like, they're no. giving us something new. You no. know? I, I feel like you got to be really ignorant to be pissed off at yeah. some of the shit they're giving us. So so let me ask you, uh, ratings-wise, has any of the shows gone up? Because I was looking at the ratings for NXT versus... Um, NXT, AEW. AEW. I'm old. Uh, and when AEW hit nine-something, nine and a half million... And uh, NXT hit five. You still only had one point four, which is up from the one point two that we were looking at before. Has it gone mean, up like over? You mean nine hundred thousand? Yeah, nine hundred thousand. I'm saying, but you combine them. So remember when we were looking at this, and there were people oh, like, okay, oh, okay, yeah. that you know they no, went well, into this week. They actually went down in rating. Okay, and NXT keeps on going down. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not helping that the week before they gave us kind of a recap show, and this week actually this week. With all the with all the and there's one more uh, injury report that I want to talk about, but if we're talking about NXT real quick, I mm-hmm. think out of this week NXT, out of all the shows WWE has been giving us with the uh, no audience, yeah. you know, wrestling with no fans type gimmick, I think NXT gave us the best show so far, yeah, better than the first on, SmackDown they gave us. No, that's true. It ended on a great note. It ended on a great note with that Killer Cross. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll. We're jumping on the ahead. That's, that's why I didn't say anything. We'll get we'll get to the NXT stuff, but um, one thing I wanted to talk about also Man, is Sam. Mysterio and Dana Brooke. They're both in quarantine. They both have Rona. Uh, apparently, Dana Brooke is sick. Not saying she has the coronavirus, but she is sick. And Mysterio, I think he just took uh, the proper precautions and was like, "Listen, I'm not wrestling. I'm going to stay home with my family." Can they be forced to be there? Like we, we no. know, we know, no, we know. Both WWE and AEW said that they're not. If you choose not to wrestle or be on the show, you're not going to get retaliation. Now that does, that doesn't mean they won't retaliate. Come on, but but that's what they're saying. You okay. Because yeah. I mean, and you kind of saw it because people are. And again, it goes back to you know people on the internet just trying to be trolls, but people were getting mad. Oh, why didn't you give us bloods and guts? And then Jericho had the awesome comeback for that um, because you're only allowed to have no more than ten people. But at the end of the day, like, and, and that's why I said I started with that. Like, I'm not going to pay $100 if it's on pay-per-view because I think it's just crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Just give it for free. Just give it, give it all for free. What, what more eyes do you want? Like you said before, there's no NBA, there's no NFL, there's no baseball. You're the only thing 
that people revert to. On my timeline this morning, there were people watching WrestleMania 2 that I didn't even know were wrestling fans. By the way, I already sent them the link to this so they could watch us too. Uh, but again, people that you know, you're friends with on Facebook, people that you know that now are starting to watch you know, wrestling like they used to because there's nothing else. Wrestling is the one thing that even though you know the outcome, there's things that you pick up if you go back and watch it. So at least, you know, we're getting that. Like I, like I said from the beginning, it's not like I'm going to be mad and, and I'm, you know, I'm going to pay the $100. No, I'm going to find a way to watch it because it's new content. There's something new now with the reports. And that's why you were saying before, Mario, like you're getting conflicting reports. How many mm-hmm. results reports are you going to get? I haven't, I haven't come across to any result reports. And if I do, mm-hmm. we're not going to post them on the pages. No, no, we're not no, no, not at all. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Yeah. And I, I personally, I don't want to come across any of them either. Mm-hmm. You know, but right. I don't. I'm not, right. you know, I'm not one of these guys like, oh my God, did you hear what happened when it's something yeah. fake? Like now, even with Impact, even with Impact Wrestling, yeah. like they already have shows in the can. And like, I already know like the, the, the episode I watched this week, I know it was recorded like a month and a half ago, but I didn't look at the results because I want to be, you know, I want to be into it when I watch it. You made sure that you, you, you didn't look, look for it basically. In other words, pretty much. When I, if if I'm doing my research for whatever it is, whether it's for a post or like mm-hmm. let's say one of these fucking ringside news or Brad <laughs> Shepherds of the world post some bullshit on, and then I try to go like, okay, let me find a, a reliable source, okay. right? And if I don't see it on there, then I know it's bullshit, you know. But um, because you're gonna get a, you're what? gonna get a lot of that coming up, exactly. You know, exactly. We're gonna get so many bullshit reports and. Mix mosh like yeah. oh well this happened and this happened. And, and listen we don't necessarily know what they taped they could have taped alternate endings to these matches we don't know right. that's a good point we yeah. don't know regardless on what oh my god Dave Meltzer reported or Mike Johnson or or Wade Keller reported we, we don't know all right mm-hmm. we don't know yeah it makes it a little bit more in- interesting now that you said that because if they did do an alternate ending. Now you got two reports, and people could just be spreading lies. You know what I mean, and not even knowing that they're spreading a lie. But, but see, see, Sam, you, you just brought up a good point because you're smart enough to know, like, hey, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. But then you have these fucking marks in the world that go, like, according to Dave Meltzer, they said that they uh, finished the match in two minutes. Uh. <laughs> Here we go. Uh. Here we go. I'm just- I'm just calling it. And listen, and it's not only Dave Meltzer. It could be Mike Johnson also, Wade Keller, whoever. Like, we, we, we don't know what's going on there, all right? And let's, yeah. act, let's not act that these reporters haven't taken back their claims or their reports because they've been wrong. Of course. Because, and I think as, you're getting as, a, as a wrestling community, I yeah. think we should all be like, fuck trying to find out the results of Mania or whatever it is. Why don't, we, it. why don't we just watch it and be surprised? Well, one yeah, of the, one exactly. of the first things that that we said, uh, Sam, I don't know if you ever gone back to watch our first episode, first ever episode, which is still on YouTube somewhere. Um, one of the first things that I said was during Royal Rumble time, I stay off social media because I really don't want to know who's going to be the surprise guy, who's rumored to be there, who flew in, you know, twenty miles away. Right, that's smart. You know, you want to enjoy it as a fan. There you go. All right, let's talk about something a little bit more positive because with all these changes, oh. yeah, a little bit more positive. Nah. Have you guys been watching what Daniel Bryan has been doing on SmackDown? He's he's with Drew Gulak now after they had mm-hmm. that incredible match at Extreme Rules. So they haven't they started like a partnership. Yeah. Now for those who don't know Drew Gulak, 
when he was in Evolve, he was in a stable called Catchpool. All right. Mm-hmm. So during uh, this buildup with Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak or whatever of their partnership, I, I saw a very interesting Twitter exchange between Chad Gable and them. So it mm. got me thinking, hmm, what if we get a new version of Catchpoint in WWE TV with Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, and Chad Gable? Hopefully they change his name from Shorty G to back to Chad Gable and maybe a fourth, and we get a new version of Catchpoint in WWE. I think it'll be awesome. That'd be, that would be really, really great. But the, the thing is, you got to sell that to Vince, and he loves that Shorty G gimmick, man. <laughs> you yeah, know? but... Uh, but you're talking about selling it to Vince. Apparently, if they paired up Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan together, that means Vince or somebody who's ever running the ship on SmackDown is into it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because Drew, 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 Drew Gulak ended up uh, winning his match against Nakamura this week. So, Bryan, Daniel Bryan is now getting a shot against Sami Zayn at WrestleMania mm-hmm. for the IC Championship. Yeah, because that, 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 that pairing came out of nowhere. The Gulak and, and uh, Daniel Bryan. Like, I kind of saw it like as, hey, we're just... Passing through, we're just you know making up the time, but in a matter of what two three weeks, now they're they're teaming. Now they're you know they're doing the whole intro you know entrance together. Like again, it's starting to click on something that two three weeks ago we didn't know we wanted. Sam and I have always talked about this in Daniel Bryan. I think um, his second run of his career that we're in right now. I feel like Daniel Bryan is kind of like Shawn Michaels when he came back. Because he's making guys. Yeah. He made mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston become WWE champion, all right? He gave Eric Rowan, whether we like we like him or not, he gave him the rub. He was paired up with him. Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali, right now, Drew Gulak, he's making these guys. Kind of like what Shawn Michaels did when he had his second run after coming mm-hmm. out of retirement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Daniel Bryan is one of my favorites of all time. He's my, one of my top five uh, because just, he was one of those first indie darlings that i got to see come up and then make it big into the wwe so i got nothing but uh positive stuff to say about daniel bryan i'm very excited for the wrestlemania match that he has with Sami Zayn. it's a little throwback to the ring of honor days a little uh you know brian danielson versus uh fucking el generico you know what i mean uh i think it's a shame that they're not gonna have a crowd especially a wrestlemania crowd that knows you know where these guys have come from a smart crowd like that They'll get into it and do the Olay chants and things like that, but and the yes chants and but um man like it, imagine it, imagine if they were like let's say if if they were it was live in um in Tampa right and yeah. you get yes Olay yes. <laughs> that'd be great man it's I'm a shame we're not gonna get it yeah I know man it's crazy yeah but at least we're gonna get the match and we can enjoy it from the comfort of our homes. And um, I'm very happy that they, they put this on the card. Man. I feel like it, it gives the hardcore wrestling fans something to get excited for with the Intercontinental title having, you know, that lineage of being the Workers' Championship. We're actually going to get, uh, you know, a great Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania for the first time in a very long time. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about some AEW notes. All right. So, an interesting note about AEW this week. There was no wrestlers at ringside. They wrestled with no crowd, no wrestlers, no nothing. You had your commentary uh, team. You had the referee. You had the, uh, the person that does the ring bell. You had Randy Rose doing the, the, the introduction. And then you had the cameraman. So, all together, that was 10 people. 
So shout out to Nick Houseman from the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, he reported this, and he brought up an interesting uh, conspiracy theory. If you will. So Florida gave them approval last weekend to have wrestlers in ringside, okay? Okay. This week, apparently, there was reports that there was complaints, and Florida officials told AEW they couldn't do that anymore. Now, uh-huh. let me let me make this known. Complaints I think the who? whole them having wrestlers, so many wrestlers together or whatever, I, I do find that funny. And this is not just a judgment on AEW, both WWE. I personally, I think they should cancel all shows, not give us new product, and just kind of show us replays. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But I, the, the most important thing is the safe the safeness of your talent. Make sure they're healthy. We don't necessarily need to get new product. Do I appreciate them being given a new product? Absolutely. But um, we don't necessarily need it. You know, I think health is number one. So what I found interesting about this report is Nick Hausman kind of went in, uh, kind of put a conspiracy theory out there. Like, but who would complain, right, about people being at ringside in a closed venue, right? Who would complain? Who who in audacity would complain? I know. At WWE, since they have a tight um, relationship with Florida, right? They made a call and shut that down. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in this conspiracy theory or not, Sam? I could see it happening. I don't put it past them. You know what I mean? Uh, At the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're competition. It's a business, so why the hell not? Yeah, but th- but mean, that's nasty, though. It is nasty. That's Vince, though. That's Vince's that's track nasty. record. That's Vince's track record. You look back to when Jim Cocker Promotions was the number one, uh, uh, you know, competition for WWF back in the day. You know, he put Royal Rumble on TV for free when they were running pay-per-view. You know what I mean? So this is the kind of business tactics that Vince McMahon is known for. I mean, we love him. He's our Stan Lee. And, uh, you know, no, I'm not, not going to, he is, man. He's come up with a, a bunch of great characters, but at the end of the day, he's a ruthless businessman. And he's, you he'll do whatever it takes to get the upper hand. I mean, you think about it, like NXT was thriving on the network. And next thing you know, he finds out AEW is coming out on Wednesday nights. Oh, what, when are we going to drop a new show on Wednesday night? Uh, you know. I don't put anything past uh, McMahon. Um, he is a ruthless businessman, so I don't. I wouldn't put it past him if you know. Allegedly, that was what happened. Uh, I'm not surprised at all. Leo, not surprised. That's nasty. That's fucked up. <laughs> it's true. Like if, all right. if, if if you're gonna, if you're gonna compare apples to apples, right? Mm-hmm. Then compare apples to apples. They put on a better show than you did. You're hurt. Put on a better show. Don't be a bitch and call and say, "Oh, they're doing this," and and it, it's hurting me because I'm in I'm in Connecticut. But what happened in Florida is bothering me. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think Vince sounds like that, but okay. But probably the bitches that follow him do. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, Vince isn't the one that made the call. He probably no. told Bruce. Bruce of Pritchard course, or payment or it was second, second, I, third. I, I, no, I can, I can see Pritchard doing. Yeah. But but that but but that's the thing. Like if, or, or Mark Carano. Mark Carano, he's the biggest Lambone in there. Carano yeah. was the one that made the call for the Benoit thing. Like he hasn't shown up for a pay per view. Did you guys catch that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Tim White. 
Huh? That sounded like Tim Tim White's voice. No, no, no. no, no. Listen, he says. White. No, no, no. It wasn't Mark Carano either. It was um, your man, your man, People Power. No, it, no, it wasn't Johnny. Johnny. It wasn't Johnny. Nah, it wasn't Johnny. It Johnny wasn't Johnny. Crazy. It was Carano. He sounds like this. Yeah, he didn't sound like that. Sounds like a spokesperson. Well, there you go. Ooh, now, now, was it? But wasn't it? Wasn't it Johnny Ace that went up to Chavito saying like, "Hey, Benoit's not here." Yeah, yeah but the one that yeah. called the, the the police, the one that pulled the popo, oh, Mark Carano. Was Carano. Mark Carano. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, but but no, again, so so going back to to what we're saying, right? If you really want to show that you're better than them, right? Especially now because now is WrestleMania season. I don't care what wrestling fan you are. Now is WrestleMania season, even though we're not having it, but it's still WrestleMania season. So people, are, their eyes are on you. If you're hurt that they beat you, if you're hurt that they straight up put a better show than you did and you go ahead and you call and you want to chotear on them and you want to tell on them, that's a bitch move. And I have but no respect it, for it. It's a, it's a, but it's a dirty business, Leo. Sam's got but it's no res, But it's no respect, bro. You, you got to do it. Uh, at, at the end of the day, th- this whole thing, right, of wrestling is supposed to be a, a gentleman's sports, right? They ain't nothing gentleman about wrestling. No, I no man. This is a corny thing, man. This started in a carnival. That's what he just carny. It's a carny business. Man. Yeah, it's a carny business, man. They're con artists, bro. They're trying. You to know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start calling out all these other fucking uh, wrestling shows that say that they do shows. There you go. Fuck them. I'm gonna start calling them out, motherfucker. You're doing it from your house. Go next. <laughs> I mean, technically, we're doing it from our house too. No, no, from before. The regular <laughs> studios, motherfucker. You're doing it from the house, just like we are. Don't be talking all shit. All right. <laughs> all just right. Saying. So we're talking about Vince here. Yeah, I'm uh, talking to you, motherfucker. On the go, Vince go. subject. Not so Brody Lee came out with a vignette uh, this week with the Dark Order, right? Yes. Where he's eating steak, I believe it was medium rare, medium and rare. he's telling uh, his minions, I forget the dude's name, it's uh, Alex Reynolds and uh, John Silver, if I'm not mistaken, tell him they couldn't eat their steak until he was done eating his, ste- uh, his steak, mm-hmm. and I believe it was Alex Reynolds that sneezed, and then he like lost yes. his mind or whatever. Yes. And if you watch the, the vignette, Brody Lee's wearing a suit that looks like Vince McMahon, something that Vince would wear. The blue. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna start what I think about the vignette. I thought the vignette was hilarious, but it's not something I wanted to be repetitive. He got it out there. I don't need to see this every week because now it just looks like you're being you're you're too bitter. And why are you being bitter if you're getting paid by AEW and you got and now you're getting like time? You know what I'm saying? He got this vignette out of there. He threw his shot. I don't need I don't need to be seeing this every week because then it's just gonna water it down and it's gonna become corny. Uh, Sam, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Man, you know, it came off very uh, reminiscent of when TNA was doing VKM, that little stable with Road Dog and, and uh, Billy Gunn and shit like that. Like, my thing is, like, you guys have a great product, stop bringing up WWE. You know what I mean? It was what it was, it was entertaining, it was funny. He made his shot the week before when he said. You know, this isn't the first time an old man hasn't believed in me. Now he's dressing up like Vince and doing it. I hope this isn't this isn't where the dark order is going. Like they're supposed to be knocking WWE the whole time because then yeah, I don't want I'm gonna hate it even more. I think I think we need to get back on track, be a little bit more gothic, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do something different because you can't be doing these these campy fucking uh, you know poking jabs yeah. every week. It, it, well, it's, you it's, d- you did it. Get it out of the way. Yeah, it, it's it's not it's not cool, man. It, you know, don't bring up your competition. You don't see WWE exactly. bringing up AEW. 
Ever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? We're getting the boys back in. There was a connection error. Uh, so I'm getting them right back in right now. Just give me a couple of seconds. Um, what up to everybody that is watching us? You guys can share the video. Let the people know that we are here. What up to uh, uh, Huang? He is saying that they called the fire marshal because of the pyro. Jessica Hoffman, who's also on there. Chris Brown. What up, Mario? Mario's back on there. Totally. What the hell happened? No idea. We're still on, though. Say what up to the people. So was it recording us? Yeah, yeah, we're still recording. We're still on. Sammy's back on. We're still live. There's still people waiting for us. Sammy, you got to turn right. on your camera. It's you got to turn on your camera there, Mario. Uh, Sammy. Well, you got to turn on your camera, bro. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let me see here. It's it's called Jesucristo. There, there you we go. go. All right, let me go check it. Go. Keep talking. We're still live. Bye. We're here. We're- there we go. Leo just uh, walked off. We are recording. He, uh, you know, he he just, uh, yo, man, we got to pay for this premium Zoom thing. <laughs> but we were, but we were still on. Yeah, we are still on. We're still on. So where were where were we? We're talking about uh, Kenny we were, Omega and Sammy. We're G. talking about Kenny Omega and Sammy G. How they, you know, for for no crowd, they had an incredible match. Yeah, pay per view quality, pay per view quality match. That was that was. Uh, what we expect from Kenny Omega. Um, I was telling you, that's the first time I actually really listened to Sammy G's intro music. Man, that shit is hard, bro. That's some shit I would drive around the car listening to, man. That shit goes oh, that, hard. That's another sign of you being old that you didn't notice that his song was good. <laughs> Listen, I got a lot of shit going on at this house sometimes, man. I understand that, but just you're not hip, bro. You're washed. We're all washed here. You could try to stay with the times, but just the fact that you're saying that you're trying to just shows that, bro, the sooner you accept it, the sooner you'll feel much better. I refuse. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, and I'm going to sage that right there with and, some sage. And, and, guess, and, and guess what? You'll continue burying yourself in the process. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So uh, before we talk about the, the main event segment that we got at the end of the night, what did you think of Cody and Kenny Omega commentary? I personally enjoyed both of them. I liked uh, Cody's history when he was uh, in commentary. And, man, Kenny Omega, he's the one that shocked me the most out of uh, out of the two. Because Kenny Omega, you know, once he retires, man, I think he could be a great color commentary. And yeah. Tony held his own. Tony, I-, I love Tony by himself. Tony definitely held his own. But, man, I think Kenny Omega definitely uh, shocked me how good he was on commentary. He would be a great color uh commentator like I, I think he he has a talent of putting talent over you know yeah absolutely his analyst was great um i i enjoyed it. he was articulate he came off like he knew his shit he came off like this wasn't his first rodeo i ain't gonna lie i do miss jr because that's uncle jr you know what i mean anytime uh jr's voice is coming through my speakers um it just brings back nostalgia for me but Having Kenny Omega there, um, at first I was kind of like, uh-oh, well, well, where is this going to go? How is this going to play yeah. out? But, man, it, it was great. It was really great. It, it came off uh, fantastic. And like you said, he definitely could have um, a future doing that, um, you know, if he retires or, God forbid, if he gets injured. Um, man, it just goes to show you there was a great, you know, pickup by AEW, getting him as, you know, one of their vice presidents. The guy is, uh, you know, jack of all trades. He could put on a six-star match uh, or he could, you know, jump on the stick and, and start going for your, your commentary team. Um, so, I mean, we're just seeing we're just seeing 
scratching the surface with, with Kenny Omega because I feel like he hasn't had his his breakout AEW match yet. Yes, he had. No, he had. Yeah, he had a great match at Fighter Fest. He had a great match uh, this week with Sammy G. And, don't even forget. Don't forget about his. I think he's had his one of his best tag matches so far in AEW, which was him and Paige against the Bucks. Because that's already on my list of of matches of the year. That that yeah. that tag match was incredible. Yeah, that was an absolute phenomenal uh, tag match. One of the best matches I've seen in, in a very long time. Uh, but what I'm getting at is we haven't seen that New Japan Kenny Omega match on a one-on-one scale yet. And there's a big group of people that have never seen what Kenny's really capable of because they haven't really watched New Japan. I mean, you see, uh, you know, guys that are really into WWE, uh, like Rosenberg, who, you know, just got picked back up, who said that, you know, he hasn't really witnessed what Kenny Omega can, can actually do. And he has, you know, uh, a podcast himself. You know, there's a big group of people in America that don't know what Kenny's capable of. The the casuals, the WWE diehards, they they don't really know what Kenny Omega. They they don't see it yet. Right. So when the time comes, when it's his time to shine, when they put the title on him, because it's inevitable, he's gonna have a run with that title down the line. We're gonna see some fucking classic matches, especially with the with the roster that they're they're building up right now with your Lance Archer getting signed and. You know, Brody Lee and, um, you know, even another match with Jericho down the line and, and things like that. Like, man, the future for for Kenny Omega and AEW, uh, it, it's super bright, man. And like I said, we're just scratching the surface. So um, uh, d- d- what you guys think about the Jake the Snake promo before we talk about the main segment? Because I thought, first of all, Jake the Snake promos are always they always it's like a magnet. Like once yeah. you talk, just glued to the TV. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but when he was talking about uh, Brandy, without saying Brandy's name, he said something with his, like, you know, he has that, that voice. And when he talks like this, he said, uh, he was like, you know, your Monica to your bill. Did you guys catch that line? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, the disrespect to Brandy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I, like you said, it's, it's like he pulls you in with his promos. Um, and it, it just brings me back to those good old old days of, of wrestling, the, like those old school feels, uh, Jake the Snake on, on your TV. I do feel really uh, a bad for him, though, because he just sent out a tweet today that said, you know, he was envious of people that have families and, and loved ones that that he's in his hotel room right now by himself. He's still sober, but he's really lonely. And that just goes to show you, like, this virus is something else, man. It's 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 taking a toll on people's mental health. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as well as their physical health. So that's um, why we're doing you know, this show. Yeah, <laughs> our, our thoughts are with Jake the Snake. You know what I mean. If if you have Twitter, send him a tweet. If you've taken a picture with him, I think I'm going to do that later on. Just give him some positive. I think thoughts. I'm going to do the same thing. I, I was new to the tweet. I didn't I didn't see that. Uh, but then again, I'm not on Twitter, so I wouldn't know unless. It, Know, it uh what's it call it it goes viral or anything like that but that, that's sad to hear man because uh i was very fortunate to meet uh jake the snake um a couple weeks ago at the big event and man he was a cozy guy man <laughs> he was a, a very laid-back dude uh, and i kind of just told him like hey man i can't wait to see all the stuff you do in AEW, and kind of give me a smile and he was like thank you man i appreciate that and you know with his whole his return on AEW kind of being in a in a manager role you kind of see some new life in Jake and some happiness. So it's very sad to hear 
that he feels very lonely, you know? Yeah. But he's probably looking forward to those AEW tapings yeah. a lot more, you know, now because everybody's stuck in the house, you know? And like, like you said, he doesn't have anybody. Like, even though I'm stuck in the house, I'm not lonely. I got a fucking gang in my house. I got four kids, my wife and my mother that, that's with me right now, just so we could keep everybody together and safe. And um, I'm not lonely at all. <laughs> so, so FaceTime Jake so he feels some people <laughs> no but but this is the thing like and this Jake is the one that we were asking for in WWE like this Jake like let him do something backstage let him produce a, a match let him produce a promo this is the Jake that we were asking for when he came back Remember that we were saying, like, and I know we were doing that with Mario, but let him, like, him with the Fiend. Just imagine what extra you could, what other layers you could bring to that. Knowing what Jake could do. Him yeah. with, with just anybody. So, like, right now, you don't think he has some sprinkle of the stuff that they're going to do with the Dark Order coming up? You don't think he has some sprinkle of, like, hey, you know what, kid? I like what you did here. If If Jake the Snake talks to Jericho and says, hey, you could tweak this, Hands down, Jericho's going to do it. Well, I think well, I think Jericho's the type of guy that's helping other people. But yeah. in the same boat, I could see Jake definitely helping out guys like the Dark Order or even, um, what was it, uh, Triple B, uh, Butcher, Blade, and Bunny. Yeah. I could see them um, getting some advice from Jake. And, and Jake's heel. the type of guy that would give advice to anybody, yeah. you know? And, and we don't know that he's not doing that already. We don't know. But right now, since he's cooped up in his hotel, yeah. obviously due to his age, too, and... It's 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 definitely very unfortunate, but I think what one thing we could all agree on is that Luke Harper is getting so much momentum and build mm -hmm. just being associated with Jake and Luke uh, Luke Harper. I mean Lance Archer. Lance yeah. Archer will be making his debut next week on Dynamite. Oh man, I, I didn't know that. That's that's going to be fun to watch. I'm really anticipating that because that's a big man that can actually fly around the ring. I don't know, um, you know, our audience is probably very familiar with his work you know what i mean a lot of the people that um listen to our show are, are actually our, our friends um that we we've met along the our, our wrestling travels but um for anybody that that's listening that hasn't watched lance archer before man this guy is, is a phenomenal talent uh he's not your everyday big man this guy can walk the ropes like the undertaker he can do flips like a luchador you know what i mean he can work a big man style but he's very agile as well so um if you're one of these fans that haven't seen, you know, him since his Lance Hoyt days, he's added a lot to his repertoire and his offense. So definitely give AEW a watch this week if you can, or catch it on demand, you know what I mean? Because it's going to be something to watch. He's going to give us something good. By the way, guys, if uh, you guys want to go ahead and send Jake um, a tweet, is Jake Snake DDT on Twitter. So at Jake Snake DDT. All right, let's talk about this Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho segment. Dude, Matt Hardy and Jericho are just gold. The fact that Jericho cut a yeah. promo on Vanguard 1 was fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Calling, trying to make Vanguard 1 to join the Dark at the Dark Order, the Inner Circle. And, man, Jericho... It, me, when I look at Jericho and everything he's doing, it's like the dude can't do no wrong. Even if he, like... Kind of like, not not that he forgets one of his lines, but let's say he's cutting a promo and he kind of loses the track. He knows how to get right, right back into track. That's something that, that not anybody could do. 
Jericho's a master of doing that. And also, AW, once again, being creative, they, they acknowledge their negative. It's like, we have an empty arena here. What can we do? So Matt Hardy, he's supposed to be a mythical character, broken Matt Hardy, right? He has magic. They cut the segment where he starts reappearing everywhere. And I don't know if you guys felt this way, but not you know what made that that little part of the segment for me? What made that for me? Not necessarily what I was watching. is how commentary was overselling it. <laughs> if you go back to commentary, what Tony Chavani would say, like, hey, hey, how do you do that? Tony's <laughs> like, what am I watching here? Is he really appearing and disappearing right now? And Kenny's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The overselling from commentary is what made that segment. And just the back and forth, back and forth between Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho was just great. And you know, the end of the segment where Matt Hardy's using his magic to make the pyro, the flames appear and disappear, and kind of cornering Sammy G and Chris Jericho, and the way they signed off, it reminded me of Monday Nitro on TNT when they were like, "We're desperately <laughs> out of time. The tapes are rolling." That's what it reminded me of. Here's Tony Schiavone signed off. The whole segment was just great. Uh, let me hear your thoughts, guys, because it was just too good. I thought it was a fantastic segment. I, <laughs> what made me laugh is when you said uh, Matt Hardy, he's got magic, and it just reminded me of how he said he's like, I have magic! <laughs> just the way he, like, talks as his broken character. Oh, uh, man, it, it was it was too much. It was funny. You got two veterans out there that just know what they're doing. They know their character. Um and that just goes to show you not everything needs to be scripted promo. You know, sometimes you just let guys just do their character because they know what their character will say. They know how mm. their character will react in certain <laughs> in certain situations. Just know and, you're going to uh, have the promo, at, uh, the, the pyro at the end. Go from there. Right. Right. I mean, it, it played out great, uh, especially it just goes to show you how good these guys are because there's there's no there's no audience and they're staying in character. You know what I mean? They, they, they're knocking it out of the park. And what is it that Matt called Jericho hole of ass? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I've known you for two decades now and <laughs> you're rotten to the core. Definitely a hole of ass or something. Maker like that. of pain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. It was, it was hilarious. Um, but I just got to say that I'm happy for Matt. I posted something on Instagram because he, he's been on the bench in WWE for a while, you know, and it, some of it's not all his fault. You know, Jeff got himself in a situation. You might have seen a Hardy Boys, uh, you know, tag run. But unfortunately, Jeff was, you know, messed up with some stuff. And, you know, Vince didn't really um, get the broken character. He was calling it the Woken character and things like that. So for the most part, he was sitting out on the bench. and somebody that's creative like matt that was probably making him stir crazy he was probably going nuts with ideas he's probably got notebooks full of storylines that he's been working on that he's ready to get get out there yeah. for us so i'm just happy for him that he's able to be creative and be himself and get injected right into one of the major storylines right there on AEW. so good for him and you know it's going to be great to see what what comes of it you know leo i'm looking forward to everything uh, you know, not only AEW, but WWE, anything that, that's coming out new. I think this was a, a fresh, uh, a breath of fresh air because, again, yeah, you did have Jericho fighting with a machine, <laughs> basically. <laughs> you know, um, was it campy? Yeah, a little bit. But you know what? From time to time, you do need something like that. 
Uh, it, it's not straight up comic relief because they're still trying to sell you, a, you know, a, a fight at the end of the day. Um, but it served its purpose, you know, kind of like we were talking about before with the Dark Order. The first two vi vignettes, if you will, for Brody Lee, it served its purpose. Now, where do we go from here? Because you can't have this every week. You know what I mean? So the same thing with with, um, with Jericho and, and Matt Hardy. Where do you go from here? You know, you can't just have them go head to head right away. You got to kind of like work it in. You know what I mean? Like try to see if, you know, Jericho could get the upper hand. Like maybe have Jericho break Vanguard one. You know what I mean? Like there's different oh, things no. that you can do we with it. Oh, no. can't see Vanguard one get destroyed. <laughs> but what I'm saying is where do we go from here? You know what I mean? Like you have a good start. You have a good running start. I, I'm sure Jericho and Matt Hardy will come up with something because they both are creative geniuses. Uh, interesting fun fact about the segment. They actually had okay. to reshoot this. Because they, rec they recorded, they, they taped this segment on Tuesday night, mm -hmm. but Jericho didn't like the way it came out. So during the Darby Allen and Kip Sabian match, that was actually pre-recorded. So okay. what they did was that time during that match, they recorded the segment again. Nice. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yep. Cool fun fact. I Cra like that. Crazy shit, huh? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, what up to Speedy? He's still over there in Puerto Rico. He's saying that the two biggest companies in Puerto Rico are working together. Well, they're putting shows on there, Speedy. You're not supposed to have that many people out. Just saying, go, Dale. Maybe, maybe they're working together before the whole Corona gimmick. I heard that maybe. the the curfew is even worse it's than where it is. Like here. Five o'clock. I think it's like yeah. five o'clock in Puerto Rico. Five o'clock, and then they have it where, like, depending on your license plate, that's the day that you could drive. So if you're yeah, like, that's right. Uh, that's right. Because uh, Leo, yeah. our Umi Janae yeah. posted something about that about the license plate okay. thing where. Only, I forget how it works. Like the last three yeah, numbers, odds or evens, probably. Like yeah, odds that's you, what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's Man. what it is. Uh, Jessica All Alvin, right. I'm happy that Mal Hardy's on AEW and is looking. She's looking forward to seeing how Matt expands his broken character. Yeah. The, do you bring everybody from the broken uh, universe? That it's little by little. Yes, I think yeah, we, need see, we need to see. We need to see. Uh, Senor Benjamin, we need to see his wife, we need to see the kids, we need to see all um, the Hardy compound, if you will, little by little. Don't give us all at once, but give it to us little by little. Even yeah. numbers, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. See, there you go, for people driving in Puerto Rico. Like, uh, listen, in AEW, AEW is like a different universe, so it's not like, like, WWE gives us campy stuff that's bad, but AEW could give us campy stuff, it's good, because we never know. We could get a match between Senior Benjamin and Farrell from Co Cody's uh, Cody's dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it and, could happen. And you know what? It could happen because this is a different universe. <laughs> and it's funny because you said you know it's campy, but it's bad. It's bad because it's scripted. So mm -hmm. if the if the person is doing something, and you know what, I don't want to say that because that's going to sound stupid. Let me try something else, and that something else works. Like, just imagine a promo battle between MJL, MJF, and uh, and uh, King Maxwell. That's it. <laughs> like, imagine MJF cutting a promo on King Maxwell. And you know he that will. And you know he will, because the dude stays in cat. <laughs> yeah. but, but but that's the thing. So now, again, if you were to script that promo, let, let's just let's just fantasy book real quick, right? Same exact promo, same exact timing, same exact finish, same. But it was done in the WWE. You wouldn't have gotten half it would of be, the stuff. It would be watered down. You wouldn't yeah, have gotten half off, of the stuff. They wouldn't say shit. They wouldn't curse in it. Or, 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 or uh, go ahead. A hole of ass. Or the other way. Ass of hole. You, yeah. you, you wouldn't have gotten that. 
it, it wouldn't happen, man. We, what AEW, and, and don't get me wrong, AEW does have their, their things that, mm. that, you know, that are questionable. But one thing that we could praise AEW is they let the talent be themselves. Yeah. Let the talent be talented. Sammy Guevara, yeah. he's been putting himself over. The biggest, I think the, out of everybody in the inner circle, Sammy G's the one that's getting the most momentum. Yeah, well, I think, uh, well, okay, so let's do this. In AEW, who has taken the most advantage of what they've, they've been given? Sammy G. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if they tell you, hey, this is a blank canvas, try whatever you want to do. Darby Allen, you got to put Darby, Darby Allen Allen's in there too. too. Yeah, Darby Allen too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Hangman Page. Yeah, you know, Hangman Page, that guy. Whew. You know? Get himself over, yeah, but but yeah. that's the thing. But that has always been the gimmick in wrestling. Get draw money. A great uh, philosopher once said, Zack Ryder, you need to draw money, and then he drew it on the paper. But that's what you got to do. You got to get people to come and see you. Before this, I had no all I knew about Sammy Guevara was he had the little panda thing that he would put on his head. That's all I knew. But now he got away from that. You start to see him acting like a heel, acting like this cool dude, trying to hook up with everybody, kissing the the picture of of uh, Brandy, Brandy, you know, like <laughs> Brandy looking disgusted. But but again, that was great. but it plays <laughs> off to that, like, oh my god, what, what do you think, Cody? And he says something to like, you know, I believe whatever my wife says or something like that, right? Like even that again, if it was scripted, there's no way you would have done that. Cause then yep. you know what 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 are moms gonna think? What are kids gonna think? You know, like let them be free, let them sell themselves. But yeah, go ahead. That was a long rant. The good job, good job, AEW. All right, let's talk about NXT since Sam let the cat out of the bag earlier. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. They don't call me the spoiler specialist for nothing. All right, real quick, nah, hold on, time out, time out. What did you guys think of Omega defending the AAA title in the states? Uh, we talked about that. We we said that no, no, uh, here, we want we want to uh, they need to use. They need to use that title more. We need to see more defenses with Kenny Omega defending that that Triple Championship. If he's a champion, that's considered a major title. Mm-hmm. They need to use it more. That could they don't have a secondary title, so they should use that one as Back a secondary him. title. Okay, there you go, yeah. Speedy. Dale. All right. Um. So we have this great uh segment also in NXT to end the show. Uh, Triple H came out to the ring. The only thing I didn't like about this segment was, and this is very nitpicky. There's nobody in the ring, right? I mean, there's nobody. There's no. There's no audience. There's no nothing. Yeah. They shouldn't be using mics. They should be using kind of like the 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 mics that Jericho and Matt Hardy use. The like the the, the mics that you kind of put. Yeah, exactly. They should have used something like that. Because who are you guys talking to? I know they're talking to the viewer, but like, there's no there's nobody there mm-hmm. besides yeah. the cameraman and and the commentary booth. So we don't necessarily need to have them holding mics. Yeah. That's the only my only critique, my only nitpick, but whatever. Um, I thought this promo was great. Uh, one thing that uh, that says a lot and how Triple H feels about uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano is he compared him to himself and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. He said yeah. that me and Shawn went through this. We know I know exactly what you guys are going. Um, that says a lot, a lot for both talents. And basically, what we got out of this promo was that we're gonna get a, a match. Uh, between Gargano and Champa, I'm I'm assuming it's gonna be like a, a no holds bar unsanctioned match. It's gonna be an, apparently at an abandoned building where a ring's gonna be in there, and there's gonna be a ref. Me mm-hmm. personally, if I was booking this, if 
you're not going to make this the whole episode of NXT because they're not building for takeovers. They're going to build for episodes of NXT. So all the matches that we got that were going to supposedly happen at NXT TakeOver Tampa, yeah. now we're going to get it spread, spread out through NXT episodes. Okay. For this match, because listen, it's taped anyway. Yo, give me the full two hours of them beating the shit out of each other. I would be cool with for that. Two Make hours, it like though? a movie. Shoot it like a movie and let them beat the shit out of each other. Like, make it very Lucha Underground-esque. Make them go through, like, glass windows. Like, let them beat the shit out of each other. I would be into that. Blood or no blood? Oh, well, two hours is a little bit too much. Okay, fine. Give me hour of the show where they're beating the shit out of each other. Because with this feud, with this matchup, it makes sense for them to beat the shit out of each other for the whole show. Yeah, don't even wait wait for you to be in the ring with them. Now, uh, blood or no blood? Fuck it, make it blood. Make it blood. I think you need blood to tell this story. Um, if this is where we're gonna end it, there it's gotta there's gotta be blood. They gotta tell, you know, that that great back and forth story of, you know, back backstabbing and betrayal. Um, I agree with you. I, I would go about forty five minutes with commercial breaks to make it the hour, you know what I mean? Um, oh no, no. Yeah, just just because you, you gotta tell the story, man. And this has been two, three years of build up. Even longer. When well, you keep, talk in, about- keep in mind, Sam, this is going to be shot. So they don't necessarily, in theory, have to wrestle for a whole hour. They could just right. cut it in pieces, right? So if this is already pre recorded, you could give us all, technically, you could give us an hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, all I know is it's going to be for great TV. So AEW is going to have to step it up because in, in two weeks, this is when this match is going on in two weeks. That's going to be a major episode of NXT. You know what I mean? People are going to want to see that. I know out of all the times they've gone head-to-head, this might be the time that I actually might want to watch NXT Live because this is one of the major feuds in wrestling today coming to a head. You know what I mean? So um, AEW is going to have to give us something, step it up that week. You know what I mean? Uh, Other than that, the episode of NXT was, for me, I – I watched it and I wasn't too crazy about it until the end. They had some guy, I think he's in Evolve. Black Stoley dude, Hathaway. Stoley Hathaway was his name in Evolve. That's the that's a little short black dude. He used to manage Moose in Ring of Honor. He also oh, was uh, part of. Um, he actually was a part of, at one point a catch point towards the tail end of that stable. Um, he's a great talker. I'm just not really into who he's managing. It's just too. Big Indian dudes. I believe one of them used to be a major league baseball player, but both guys are very, very green. Yeah, I didn't like. Uh, he comes out in the camo, right? The camo with the white boots and the and the the circle sunglasses. Are we talking about the same guy? No, no. Well, this guy. I don't remember his name. I I was kind of turned off by it because he he's. A former military guy in fatigues in it. Oh, you're talking. To, okay, you're not talking about Stoley Hathaway. You're talking about that Philly dude. Yeah, he's from Philly. Uh, he had I a weird name. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I don't know what he was trying to pull off there. His character's all over the place. It came off very like he doesn't know where he's going with his character. And I felt like that with a lot of the, the, the younger talent that NXT was putting on TV this week. I was just like, what are these? Like, what are these? guys and girls doing right now they like, you have them. your your you know your main stars like Io Shirai that came out you know and, and you got your Johnny Gargano's and your Tommaso Ciampa's but 
they got a lot of very, very green talent. And it might be because the, the coronavirus is going on that they can't get some I, of their I thought the Roddy, I thought the Roddy-Matt Riddle match was good, really good. Yeah, that was great. That was the highlight of, of the show when you talk about in-ring performance. But uh, some of the other stuff, I was just like, oh, man, this is this is bad, bro. <laughs> this is not good. Terrible. Yeah, this is terrible. Um, but, um, yeah, I like the way the show ended. Now, with Killer Cross being teased, do you think he gets involved in this? Do you think that they they that, prolong? That's what, that, that's what everybody's saying. The fact that they gave him a main event like spot like that, interrupting the segment between Gargano and Champa, you would think Killer Cross is going to be interfering in this match. I honestly don't know, but um, based on a lot of reports that I've been reading about this whole Killer Cross signing, is that they have high hopes for Killer Cross and. The rumor going around is too is that he's gonna be paired up with his his real life uh girlfriend on uh, Scarlett Bordeaux. That'd be cool. I wonder if they keep him Killer Cross because you know Killer is no that's a strong they'll, they'll keep him in NXT. They're not, they're not gonna use Killer Cross. I would think they just name the guy Cross, keep it as Cross K R O S S, or maybe his real name Kevin Cross. But I, I like more Cross than anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering where we go from here. Does he get involved in it? Is he going to cost somebody the match? Because if that's the case, then the feud is not over. It has well, they could always, well, okay, so you're talking about this feud between Gargano and Champa. I honestly don't – personally, I don't think this feud is over. I feel like the wrestling gods don't want to give us a proper ending to this match because yeah. last year fucking yeah. Champa got hurt. Right, <laughs> right. That's what I think is going to happen. I think what would make more sense here? Cross attack, attacking Champa or cross attacking Gargano? And I think he's going to attack Champa. Okay. And be Gargano's heavy instead of Finn Balor's heavy? No, no, no. Not even being a heavy. He's just going to attack Champa and then have Champa feud, go feud off with, uh, with Cross whenever this Corona gimmick is done and over with. We have that feud and then Gargano goes off to do whatever he wants to do, whether. It's for the NXT Championship or maybe the North American Championship or whatever whatever Gargano wants to do. And then somehow, some way, maybe in 2021, <laughs> we, get, we revisit this Gargano and Champa feud because I highly doubt that the finish of this feud is going to be with no fans, right. no nothing. Like yeah. I think it's going to make for great TV having them beat the shit out of each other in an empty building. But I don't think that's how you tie the knot on this story there's no way you do it right right i i, I agree with you man i i didn't think about it like that but yeah that that makes complete sense why end it without fans there i, when... I feel like this gargano and champa story is like the fast and the furious franchise <laughs> yes very much very much so very much oh so. god all right um let's talk about something that chris wren mentioned um earlier in the chat let's talk about this chris benoit uh part two documentary have you guys watched it at all or no yes yeah yeah you watched part it, two yeah man it's it's rough oh. um tough yeah i didn't know how he killed nancy i didn't know that he tied her up and took his knee and cracked her back like that you know what i mean i know from what i understood he strangled her and he strangled his son, which doesn't make it any better. But just how like graphic mm -hmm. the um, 
the details were in that documentary, it was a tough watch. And it made me kind of really realize how off the deep end he really went that, that weekend. I mean, you when you start getting into the details of it, it, it makes you really get into that, that mind space that he, he may have been in. And it, it was a tough watch. Um, do I don't think I'll be able to watch a Chris Benoit match the same way again, <clears throat> to be honest with you. I mean, I'll still, like, if it comes up while I'm watching a pay-per-view, I'll still sit through it. But I don't know if I'll be able to enjoy it the way I, I used to before this documentary came out because of the, the detail that that was exposed during this documentary. Um, man, it it just goes to show you that, you know, you got to be careful out there with your, your mental health. If, you know, this guy, he had the, the brain of an 80-year-old, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for him. You know, he, mm-hmm. what he did was unforgivable and it's terrible. It's a fucking tragedy what he did, but we got to, you know, be more cautious. If, you know, you see somebody that is making some kind of weird, threatening statements or just coming off a little different, maybe you should pull them aside and ask them if they want to get checked. If they want to get a CAT scan or something like that. Have they ever thought about talking to a therapist? Because man, you could save somebody's life, you know, and it was, it was emotional. It was a tough watch, but I, I suggest everybody go out there and watch it. If you don't know who Chris Benoit is, if you're a new fan, go watch it. It'll, it'll shed some light on a, a number of things, you know, and it's just, it's a, it's a good eye opening documentary. Definitely. And, uh, like I said, tough watch, man. And, you know, I just got to give all the props to um, to his son. I don't know his son's name. It, uh, the right big, David Benoit. The biggest yeah. takeaway from that, that the whole uh, documentary, part one and part two, is, man, I, I, I feel the most. Now, don't get me wrong. I feel for Nancy Benoit's side of the family, her sister. I, I even feel bad for the family and, and Benoit's side, too, because uh, Benoit's father. But, man, the one that hit me the most was definitely David Benoit because, man, for him to be so candid and so open and to share his story, yeah, it says a lot about him as, as a man and as a person. And he doesn't need to say anything. Exactly. Us as the viewer, us as the wrestling community, us as the wrestling fan base, we don't, we don't deserve anything. He doesn't need to talk to us. He, needs to, he doesn't need to give us anything, anything. And the, the the fact that he was so open the way he was, it, it says a lot about him. And while it was a tragedy in so many different aspects, another thing that, that definitely stands out the most is what Chris Jericho said was, you know, people tend to forget Nancy's history with wrestling and what she stood for the business just being associated with this tragedy. Because yeah. in, in many ways, she kind of um, set the foundation for uh, a lot of these women's ballets, you know. Also, um, if you do watch the episode, regardless how you feel at, at Chris Benoit, there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel because you see the, the, um, the reunion 
of Chris Benoit and Nancy's sister. Mm. And they kind of rebuild their relationship. And if you guys have been listening to some of uh, Chris Jericho's podcast where he talks about, he talks to the producers of Dark Side of the Ring, they talk about the reconnection of, of David Benoit and Nancy's sister. I can't think of her name right now. Um, so uh, my apologies to that. But, man, it, it really is a tough watch. Uh, I did a post about the, the Chris Benoit documentary. And like I said, I, I praise and I respect David Benoit so much. Cause let's be honest here, guys. We're not, we need to stop being entitled because we, we don't deserve anything. We don't deserve no explanation. We don't deserve nothing. And the fact that David Benoit gave us that explanation yeah. and kind of the stories he, he shared in the documentary series says a lot about him. And that, that's my biggest takeaway from the whole uh, two-part show. Yeah, as a, as a fan, I felt closure because it, it left, you know, that story left a lot of unanswered questions as a fan. And like you said, we don't deserve an explanation. We don't need one. We, we don't, uh, we're not entitled to one. But it, that documentary gave us something to go, oh, okay. You know what I mean? And you hear the reports. You had your Nancy Graces out there and your, you know, your CNN uh, people that were saying was road rage, uh, not road rage, uh, Roy rage. rage, excuse me, and um, all this stuff. But there was a number of things going on there. There was a the passive domestic abuse. There was a passive mental health. This guy at CTE. He was a, a avid drug addict. You know what I mean? Uh, there was a lot of things going on there. And, and, and also he had mental health. Let's, yeah. let's, not, let's not forget about it, that either. He has some mental health issues. Right, right. And, and, and it, it, gave, it gave me closure. And, and like you said, the, at first, in the, in the first episode, I was kind of like, this Benoit's kid's a little strange because he was sitting there with a smile on his face. And you don't expect somebody to speak about a tragedy with a smile on their face but it just goes to show you that that guy Chris Benoit that's his dad that's still his hero in his mind and he wasn't there when all this tragic stuff happened so it, it is heartbreaking for him but he has very very good memories of his father growing up fond memories and you know he said even at the end of it this is still my hero you know what I mean and the fact that he went out there and he put himself out there and the fact that there's people out there that troll this fucking guy, these sick fucks, you nasty motherfuckers. If you trolled this guy, you you deserve a fucking special place in hell because he had nothing to do with what happened that night. You know yeah, what I mean? If you troll this guy, you deserve fucking corona. There you go. That's right. He, That's right. He man. didn't Please. ask for any of this. He just has no, to deal with didn't. it. Yeah, he's, he was he was he was a victim. He was a victim. He lost mm -hmm. his stepmom. He lost his father and his brother all in the same night. You know he got I mean? the shit end of the stick with this. Right. And he had nothing to do with it. He had no control over it. So, you know, if you troll him, fuck you. I don't want nothing to do with you. Unfollow me. Delete me. Fuck you. I hope you fucking get in a car crash and burn the fuck up. Because you don't you're oh. one of these people out there that that deserve the worst. Anyway, but fucking back to the story, man. Clean this, it up. This, Clean it up there. Clean it up. No, no, I'm not cleaning shit up. Fuck these people, man. These these internet like trolls need to go somewhere. I like this, Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Let's go, Sam. Anyway, this 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 Park kid, he, he deserves uh he deserves uh, all the credit in the world. He deserves a pat on the back. You know what I mean? And he has he has a social media out there, and that, that just goes to show you that you know he's just trying to be a normal kid, a normal guy growing up, just like all of us. 
You know what I mean? He doesn't deserve any kind of backlash from it, you know? And I was listening to Busted Open Radio. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, and he said that he was actually going to start training after all this coronavirus uh, outbreak has kind of died down once we figure out where we're going to go from here. Because this too shall pass, people. We're going to get over this. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens with with his legacy. Because let's forget about his... That same episode of Busted Rope, uh, Busted Open, uh, Bubba Ray even offered and say like, if you want to be a wrestler, my training school is open for you for free. For yeah, free. yeah. That that's that just goes to show you what kind of person Bubba is. You know, he yeah. You guys off- could call him a dick, but that man has a heart. Yeah, he yeah. He, well, when I met him, he was one of the nicer wrestlers that I've met. He was very, very funny. He was kind of. He was sarcastic, but funny sarcastic. Like, and you know, he gives you a nice handshake, and you know, he's cozy. You know what I mean? He comes off like tough, but he's got a good heart. So that just goes to show you where, where Bubba Ray or Bully Ray really is as a person. He's a fucking dope individual. So um, this, like I said, man, go out there, watch that if you haven't watched it yet. If you were a fan back in the day, it might give you some closure like it did for me. If you weren't a fan, it gives you a little bit of a history lesson as to um, you know what it, what happened. And if you aren't a wrestling fan at all and you're just clicking on this because you know we're popping up, uh, because you accidentally clicked on a hashtag, whatever, go do yourself, watch it. It's eye-opening. It, it shows you a lot about what CTE is about and mental health and things like that. And it's an intriguing, deep documentary that shouldn't be missed by anyone. And and that's one of the things that, that you also, you know, talking about CTE, a lot of the people just put CTE together with football. But if you right. actually look at it, wrestling has a lot more head-to-head, hand-to-head, uh, brain movement going on. Benoit was the first one that was documented. But how many more are on that list? Or how many more have passed away that should have been on that list of, yeah. what, of what they're going through? Not only the, the physical side, which we see nowadays, you know, looking at Lex Luger, looking at all these guys that, that were big back in the day. You can't do what you were doing back in the day, so now you look like a frail old man. But Mentally, how many of them are broken down like that? Chavito, I remember saying it on um on the documentary series when he was talking about what Chris Benoit did and stuff. He started even questioning himself, like, how much CT do I have? But but that's what I'm saying. Like we we look at we look at Benoit, right? Why? Because Benoit used to do the the dive off the corner with the head. That was like his signature move, right? Fine headbutt. But if you look at it, right, you have other people. You have other people that are wrestling right now. You have people that, that may, you know what, Edge, he had issues with his neck. You know what, his brain was also attached to that. You know what I mean? Maybe he won't see it because he took that time off to kind of heal, but what makes you think he's not going through that? I, I just said Edge because of the neck thing. I'm not saying that he has it, but I'm saying a lot of these people that have it, there's not like set symptoms. Like some people may may, may have some symptoms for it. Some people may have some other ones. So that's why, like, yeah, CTE is connected to football, but I think we should look at it more like CTE is really connected to wrestling. They yeah. just haven't looked that much into it. A lot of the guys from the 90s and the 80s taking unprotected chair shots to the head. You think about Daniel Bryan, of who course. had, you know, the concussion syndrome that took him out of action for about two years or so. The list could there go might on. Be, there, there might be wrestlers that are still wrestling to this day that got CTE. The yeah. first two that pop in my mind is Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Yeah. Bro, how, again, unprotected chair shots to the head. 
That was the second tagline for ECW. So anybody that was in ECW got at least four just by walking in the door. Chris <laughs> Darrell said that back in the back in the day in the nineties, that's just what it was. You kind of just like he he kind of just described that he would just tuck his neck in and just be like just wait for the chair shot and just take it and then you know just like and then that's it and that was just that was a thing in the nineties. That's what they would do. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like once you look at it now, like yeah, it's it's oh it's always good to say yeah you know Benoit should have done this or Benoit should have done that. You know Benoit did what he did and that was it. You know exactly. Like, there's a lot of what-ifs, but we don't live in a what-if world. It's what happened. Right. And that's You're it. Right. You know what? To what Sam was saying, yeah, his son is the victim in all this, not the physical victim, but he has to deal with stupid-ass people that do, they troll him, Sam, just because they want to put themselves over. Yeah. Okay? This piece of shit. So, you're right. You know what? You feel like that? I second that, and I know Mario thirds that, but... I hate people, and those are the, the type of people I hate the fucking most. But what I'm saying is this. Again, we enjoy it because it's for us. Like, And I tell this to people all the time. To me, that's my soap opera. That's what I enjoy watching. I don't care what anybody says about it. I am not here sitting down defending Benoit. And it kind of goes back to what we talked last week on the show, where can you separate the man from the performer? Me, personally, I've been having to deal with it. From uh, with soccer with Maradona and his coke head ass, but and I've always had to defend him. You know what I mean? But it gets to one point where you know what you have to separate the two. One of them was what he did in the ring, and what he did in the ring was awesome. And I grew up with it, and that was part of my childhood. And you know what? When he did the whole thing with the with the finger, and then I did that too. And him walking, that was my childhood. But you know what? Now as a grown up, I'm sorry, I can't defend what he did. Yeah, we're not condoning his actions, but kind of have a little bit of an open mind and kind of understand what led him to this place. And and like I said, you don't have to be a fan of the guy. You could yeah. be a fan of the guy. Just it, it, even for non wrestling fans or, or that remember this story, it's definitely a good watch. You know, of course. Right. But it, but even even just that, right? Like so again, and Mario said it a couple of times. It plays out like a movie, right? And this is what I told to my wife, because my wife likes all that that discovery ID and, and murder, death, kill, and all that stuff that they put on TV, right? I hate it, but I sat through this because I was emotionally invested in this. Mm-hmm. Now, the, 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 the other side to this, they have shows about this stuff all the time. We just happen to know the people that were part of the show. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, but again... Enjoy it. Enjoy wrestling for what it is. Don't just post because you're able to post to put yourself over. Just saying. I just sent a text uh, to Jake the Snake on Twitter, and I sent him he was the best. Thank you. That was it. I saw that. It popped up. The that was it. Line. That's all you got to do. That was cool, Leo. You know? All I, right. No bashing, none of this. That's it. Just, hey, you know what? I really enjoy what you do. There's an old saying, and my mom used to say, and it goes like this. Man, I'm on my Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it. There you go. And that that goes for the internet. The internet's given too many people, uh, you know, a license to say whatever the hell they want without getting punched in the fucking mouth. And, um, you know, I actually told told the dude, I told the dude I would go and fly to to California and I could bet money that you're not going to say shit if I stand in front of you. 
That's the problem with you guys. Stop responding to fucking trolls. No, no, no. It was somebody, yeah, it was somebody on WhatsApp. It was somebody on WhatsApp, and he just keeps talking shit about everything that I do. Yeah. You guys, so. stop entertaining. The purpose of I'm a troll done. is they want a reaction out of you. Yeah. Stop responding to fucking trolls. Okay, sorry. Because they're the same fucking slapstick. They're fucking home. They've never probably gotten laid, or they probably had to pay for fucking sex, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Hoffman says, I hate people who troll and who bully people. You can't get bullied. Tell them to fuck off. Uh... Uh, who do not need to be bitch slapped? They need to be bitch slapped. I would do it for All right. you. I, I wish there was an easy transition to this, but man, we're gonna transition to something that is also depressing. Oh. But we gotta talk about it. We who, gotta talk about who died it. now. No, nobody died. But oh. man, in the path that he's on, he might end up dead if he doesn't fucking. Oh yeah, man. Uh, what the hell, bro? If he doesn't, if he doesn't change his ways and he doesn't seek help, and that's Teddy Hart, man. The dude got arrested again. Come on, Teddy. Teddy, bro. I've, uh, um, if you guys haven't, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm gonna, kind of like, I'm not gonna go and tell the whole story, but apparently, he put his hands on Maria Manic, and um, he got arrested again. Uh, 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 independent wrestler. I posted the article on our Facebook page. Independent wrestler. I can't think of his name right now. Kind of wrote a lengthy story on the hours that led up to this, and um, you know. Eddie's in a bad place, and for those that listen to our podcast or watch our show on Facebook know, you know, Teddy Hart means something to me because he did a, a, a something nice for me and my father when my father was uh, dealing with cancer, and this really stings. It definitely hurts a bit, and, you know, man, I, I really want Teddy to seek some help, and even if he does a little bit of jail time and after jail, he does seek some help I, I do believe people can change but man the path that teddy's on it definitely stings it definitely hurts and yeah. i just want the best for the guy but man the, the path he's on right now definitely sucks and by no means necessary I, i'm advocating or, or trying to um make an excuse for him for him putting his hands on maria manic because i'm not with that at all but man it, it definitely does suck yeah we're we're emotionally connected to to Teddy because he he did a great thing for us and, and a bunch of fans one night in, in Philly on his birthday, which he didn't and, have to. And, and yeah, he didn't have to do it. He he let us into his home and we had drinks and we had a good time. And it just sucks because at that point in his career, he was really on his way up. He was like a, it's like a roller coaster. He was he was on his way up. He I don't think he was the middleweight champion yet. But uh, they won the tag titles that night, I believe, and, uh, and maybe he was the middleweight champion. But anyway, I'm getting off track here. He he was on his way up, and something happened. We don't know what, but ever since he went, he he went released, he got a dark path, man. Yeah, ever since he was released from MLW, it's just been downhill from here. And I hope that he could get his shit together and, and clean it up and get back on the right track because he was on the right track, and. Um, I just, it sucks. I I hope that Maria Manic uh, seeks help. You know, um, if she oh, needs absolutely. it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, she she's a great talent, and I hope that she um, separates herself from the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem, you Teddy, know, what the problem is, man, with, with with stuff like that, it, we don't necessarily know if this is the first time this has happened, and I, I don't want to, you know, assume, right? But 
I wouldn't be surprised if this has happened multiple times. And if that's something that Maria's used to, I wouldn't be surprised if Maria crawls back to him, which I'm not advocating. I don't want this to happen either. I think Maria needs to separate from this. I think Maria needs to get away from him as much as possible. And like I said, if Teddy does jail time, he asked for it. And I think maybe jail time would serve him well. Yeah. And then afterwards, he could seek some help. Or maybe while he is in jail, he does seek that proper help that he needs. Because the man definitely has problems. But do, do we know how old he is? Uh, I believe he's 38, 39. Okay, because uh, Teddy Chavez, his friend 40. of the show, she's saying this is going to make a lot of man-childs mad. But I hope Teddy does those five years in prison. Hey, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, too. He, she, maybe he needs a wake-up call. He, he, he should do some time, and he asked for it, yeah. you know? Yeah, and and like it. I said, maybe this time away from, you know, from the Everything. world, maybe it'll do him some good. Yeah, that's usually what happens, you know. Um, you got to hit rock bottom before you, you start making your way up. And uh, he definitely earned those five years, you know what I mean? And I don't think any of us will be upset if he, if he gets longer. Because no. it'll change your life, you know. I personally have hit rock bottom myself. I didn't have to hit it as low as Teddy did. But ever since I hit rock bottom, I've been on my way up. So sometimes you got you to gotta hit that floor to, to bounce up. And um, I just hope that he get his life on track. And I hope, like I said, Maria Manic can, can get the help. And I hope she winds up in, in a successful relationship down the line with a man that'll treat her right, you know. So that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Man, <laughs> how do we transition from this? Because we talked about two depressing topics. Yeah, I mean, we covered a lot. Do you want to you want to wrap it up, or I mean, what else is there to talk about this week? We talked about NXT. We didn't really cover Raw that much. Um, but there was nothing really much to talk about Raw, bro. Yeah, you got the uh, Randy Orton. Um, I mean, cut a great promo, but that's something you know with the whole Randy Orton and Edge situation. You know, with the coronavirus or not, that's been holding water. You know that that's been something that. Even with promos, has continued to have our attention, you know. Yeah, yeah. What, I'm trying, trying what have think. you guys been uh been doing to to keep busy? Because it's not like we're seeing much brand new wrestling, you know. Tiger King, baby. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Tiger King. <laughs> so, so I was I was telling you guys this off air, right? <laughs> and I'll say it. And listen, I don't give a shit if I get hate or not. But like you know, out of everyone on the show now. Keep in mind, they're all scumbags on this show. But uh, without spoiling anything too much, the, I think the most, the character on this show that I kind of have a little bit of uh, sympathy for is for um, my man, uh, Joe Exotic, because everybody kind of just turns on the dude. And this is without giving too much away. And you'll, and you'll understand what I mean by that. They should go watch it. Let's put Go it that watch. Way. It's they, definitely they, entertaining to watch, but uh, this is man, the- <laughs> Joe Exotic. That dude's a fucking character, man. If somebody could be a, like a, a wrestling version of him, he yes. would get over as a heel or a face. He could be yeah. his wrestling version of him. Uh, Tiger yeah. King is absolutely spectacular. Damon Chan and uh, what up to Ben Cliff all the way from the UK? He was asking about the Criss Cross vignette. We did talk about the Killer Cross vignette. We did talk about it. You can go back and uh, on the video on the and also version. on the podcast version. Uh, but okay, so again, I look at everything as a work, right? I look at everything as if, if it's wrestling, right? Because people take a lot of this stuff too seriously, whatever. Anyway, this to me played out like a wrestling, like, uh, uh, um, 
like a program, like a wrestling program. The way every just, every time you thought it was going somewhere, they swerved us. <laughs> I thought Vince Russo <laughs> was writing this the shit. Show, the show was so good. <laughs> I, I binged the whole show yesterday. Right, that binged says a lot. Show. That says a lot coming from okay. you. <laughs> it was so good. I kind of want to go back and watch it again. That's how good it was. <laughs> to see what you missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The show it, it, was fucking amazing, and man, it, it, you guys got to watch it because I really don't want to spoil anything. The only thing I will say is, Carol is a fucking bitch. She could go to yes. fucking hell. Yes. She's a scumbag of a person. Did you guys notice those little flower crowns she was wearing throughout the whole thing? That bitch is off a rocker, man. That. That, that lady's bitch is absolutely, off you know, that lady's absolutely nuts, bro. Those little flower crowns, red flags throughout the whole fucking thing. I was throwing them, man. All those people are insane, bro. Damon Chan is um, saying man. a Joe Exotic character will be the best version of Adrian Street today. I don't remember Adrian Street. What about Coco mm-hmm. Beware? Be like a white version of Coco Beware. Just better. I think. I think I think Joe Exotic has way more charisma than Coco Beware. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine that character being Coco Beware and going back and watching the nineties. <laughs> Yo, I'm really I'm telling you. After we're done doing this podcast, I'm I'm thinking about binge watching the whole series. <laughs> Yo, no, it's just so good. It's it's so fucking good, man. Yeah. And, and um, I'm one of, and I'm one of these people, and and I was saying this to a, a friend of mine, and I told you guys before we started recording. I don't follow the crowd and I don't follow sheep. Yeah. All right. Like I asked a, someone, a confidant of mine, I asked her, I was like, hey, oh, what, listen, what are you in the mob? A confidant. Shut the fuck up, Leo. Let me talk. I asked her, I was like, hey, what do you think about Tiger King? Should I believe the fucking hype? Because, you know, I, I know a lot of people are sheep, culture vultures, and all that shit. I, when something trends and people are following it, yeah. I tend to go the other way. I'm like, I, I got to really ask somebody that I really trust and that like know me for me. Right. Yeah. So they were like, what they told me, watch the trailer, see if it grabs your attention and whatever. So I was like, all right, let me put it on. If it doesn't grab me in the first 15 minutes, I'm fucking switching it. And I, I originally, you know what I originally wanted to do this mm-hmm. weekend? I was going to watch the whole Marvel cinematic series. I was going to start <laughs> from Iron Man and end that end game. Yes that whole thing and maybe i'll do that next weekend but man it grabbed me grabbed me the first 15 minutes and i was sold and what a ride so but 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 that's the thing like and again looking at it like in wrestling terms if a few doesn't grab you in the first couple of exchanges it's dead anything after that you're just trying to push it on people yeah it's true and uh, I was telling you guys off the air that Joe Exotic actually does have ties to wrestling before uh, Billy Corgan. Yeah, before Billy Corgan bought the NWA, NWA was kind of split amongst the states, almost reminiscent of the way it used to be, but it definitely wasn't the same mega power that it was in the 70s and the 80s. But um, there was uh, NWA promotion out of Oklahoma, and he actually did commentary for that promotion. <laughs> So, oh, of man. course, he's got ties to wrestling. Of this guy is <laughs> absolutely nuts. This is a carny at the end of the day. He He's a character, man. <laughs> he's a character, man. I, I'm telling you right now, after this documentary series, don't. I'm telling you, he captured the hearts of many people, bro, because that's all you see. Hashtag Joe Exotic, Joe Exotic. Now, Even though the guy was a, an idiot and 
a scumbag. Man, he did capture the hearts of a lot of people. You know what this reminds me of? Remember when when uh, catching a murderer or making a murderer came out? Making a murderer, yeah. Like the first six months where everybody was like, oh, they, they, they should let him out. They should let him out. This kind of reminds me of that. You know, like, hey, Joe Exotic very, very, very similar. If, if, very similar. I think this show was better put together, in my yeah. opinion. Well, it had a better storyline, though. It, ex- exactly. <laughs> Going back to wrestling, had a better storyline. And I, I was doing some research last night. Look at and you. I always do research. If they, if I don't do research, there's no show here. Okay. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall here. But um, I was doing some research on the Tiger King, mm-hmm. and the door isn't closed for a season two. No. No. <laughs> Nice. Oh my god! Look at that! <laughs> nice. Oh my god! They nice. need to end it where it ended, man. No, no, wait, okay, no, okay, okay, okay. No. no, wait, wait, Sam, wait, Sam, wait. The way it ended, all right, without spoiling anything. Yeah. See a season two because there's still some unanswered questions. Like, just look at it this way, Sam. And listen, Sam's talking shit now, but he'll be the first one to fucking watch it yeah. out of us. Sam, 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 that was the winner of the Royal Rumble. Now you got people talking about him. Now we need WrestleMania. Just put it that way. (laughs) There you go. You just wrapped it up perfect. There you go. So, yeah, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Listen, we we ended in a happy note. All right, we ended in a happy note. (laughs) There you go. All right, Leo, what's your plug then? Uh, well, I've actually uh, taken the initiative and started a new business. Yeah, what up? Um... Basically, what we're doing is we're selling pizzas. I am delivering now to like northern New Jersey and New York. I delivered about 90 of them this uh, between the two days. Um, you guys can actually follow the page on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else. El Pizza Che, C-H-E. If you say it fast enough, you'll get it. Um, basically, what you do is we're working on shipping right now where we can send you some frozen. They're called pre-pizzas, uh, Sammy, because you look like you lost there. Uh, it's the dough with the sauce. Basically, what you do is you put whatever toppings you want on it. You put it in the oven, and then boom, you have fresh pizza at home. So they're great. They actually hold really well. It's like Omaha steaks, but different. There you go. So el omache. So you can keep them in the freezer, too. I've had people. I actually had one guy. He ordered 20 because he had 10 for him, and he ordered 10 for his brother. So uh, you guys could do that. Make that money. Good for you. Let's just say I made the money this week. Uh, You guys can follow the page for... Even though it's pizza, you could get different recipes. Just saying. It's not just always pepperoni. There's different stuff that you guys can actually put on your pizzas. My wife is in love with ham, roasted peppers, and olives. Try that on your pizza next time. Oh, I thought I thought you, you were going to say that she wanted, like, salami or something. Siempre. Anyway, so you guys can follow <laughs> El Pizza Che and also Los Radio. We're doing a lot of stuff. Where if I could actually, you know what? I'm going to show you. Look, we got everything all over the place here in the studio. We got the new computer up. Uh, so we should be having that connected within the next couple of days. So maybe next time we're on uh, live, you guys will see some new stuff that we can finally put on there and the computer won't take a shit. And to all the people that are haters, y'all can suck my dick. Dale. Bam. Oh, all right, man. Uh, mushroom roasted pepper. Sorry, sorry. Mushroom roasted peppers, garlic, and shrimp. Boom. I'm making that one. Thank you. Bye. Dale. Go, sir. That sounds delicious. Bro. Yeah, it does. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, my Instagram shout out for the week, uh, do an Instagram shout out for wrestling pages, is an independent wrestler by the name of Dwan O'Neill. All right. Um, I was inspired to do this shout out uh, because he, he's a, a friend of my, my, 
one of my best friends out of Norfolk, Virginia, served in the in the military and knows his wrestling character. Unlike the slapdick that was on NXT this weekend, that is former military that came out in his overalls and sunglasses and looked totally like he had no Atrocious. idea what the hell he was doing. So give uh, a former military or um, uh, independent wrestler, Dwan O'Neill, follow. He's, he's a good brother. Um, and just follow me at Sammy Suplex everywhere on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pokemon Go, because why the hell not? And Mario. It's not, and there's not like there's anything else to do, right, Sam? That's right, man. And they changed the algorithm so the Pokemon actually pop up wherever you are. So you don't have to walk around and catch the coronavirus. Oh, <laughs> my God. All right. By the way, you you, right. sh- you should have shouted out Jake the Snake's uh in you know uh, Twitter since that's what we were talking about. Oh yeah, give Jake the Snake oh a follow. <laughs> hey, give him a follow if you're not already following. Let him know you love him. He's lonely. Mm-hmm. All right, um, <laughs> man, fucking Leo. Um, all right, so <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Fucking guy. Before we started the show today, I definitely put the brand, uh, the brand new matchup lineup on our Instagram stories. Yes, you guys have been killing it with our votes. We had two ties this week, which one of them completely shocked me. It was between Nexus and Suzuki Gun. That went on the tie. Uh, Nexus ended up winning the, the rematch. And then uh, yesterday, was it yesterday or two days ago? We had um, Euro Trash, which is Zack Saber Jr. Tommy and not Alistair Black and Marty Scroll uh, versus uh, Ring Campa, Ring Campa, which was the original Imperium when they were still in the Independence. That actually went to a rematch, and Ring Campa ended up winning. So we have the brand new three matches up right now on our Insta story. So make sure you go vote on what stable, what tag team, what squad you want to win. Also, I'm going to start doing something new um, every time we do our shout out. I'm going to do match of the week. Okay. So obviously, we're not really getting we're getting new products at Jace, right? So there'll be some weeks that we won't be getting new products. So I'll probably be revisiting like an old match or whatever. But for this week, mm-hmm. it's not going to be an AEW match. It's not going to be a WWE match. It's actually going to be an Impact Wrestling match of the week, and that's happened this hmm. recent episode of Impact Wrestling. It was the main event. It was Eddie Edwards and Tessa Blanchard versus Michael Elgin and Taya Valkyrie. They beat the shit out of each other. Tyle Valkyrie got busted open in the match. So make sure you check that match out. You can follow me at RadarSons87. Make sure you subscribe and download to the podcast version of the show. I too, SoundCloud, you'll be fancy. Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, La Mesa, at LosRadio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, where podcast needs. Leave the five-star frog slash rating review comments. Screen to bury either one of us. Most likely be Leo. Or maybe me. And follow us everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's mostly about it, guys. Yeah. So now, what so song? Next time, we we talked so we we talked about the intro song that we were gonna put. What about the outro song? I don't know. Just play any gimmick because you're only gonna play it for like ten seconds. Okay. All right. So till next time, keep it rated R. Yeah. Say bye, Sam. See ya. Oh man, I had to stretch.